Good morning. Welcome to Simply Remarkable. We're so glad you're here on Friday with us before Thanksgiving. And this show was created by Remarkable, a speakers bureau. And I'm Sue Falcone, your host and CEO and founder of Remarkable. Now, why did we create the show? We did this show so that you could meet personally the talent that we represent and book at Remarkable. You can get to know some of their backstories and also learn how they live and are certainly remarkable. And you can be too. And you never know, you just might find that perfect talent for your next event. Now, happy fall Friday. This is a Friday before Thanksgiving. And we're ready to have a great time with our guest today, who is the remarkable Greg Schwimm. Now, the Huffington Post calls Greg your boss's favorite comedian. But you know what? Greg is so much more than just a stand-up comedian. He's a 25-year business humor veteran that has been charged with the task <laughs> of making the corporate world laugh at itself. Now, that is a big job. Now, he does this uh, through a multitude of, of events and presentations, and some of his clients are Microsoft, IBM, Southwest Airlines, McDonald's. He's helping them laugh at themselves. Now, he does this by creating an atmosphere where we can laugh. And some of his presentations are like work, laugh, repeat. I love that one. Work, <laughs> laugh, repeat. And his newest is if laughter is healthy, why aren't we all okay? Now, when he's not traveling, Greg writes the nationally syndicated humor hotel column for the Chicago Tribune syndication. Wow, Greg, thanks for coming. He's in the cold Chicago area. Thank it is cold. Yes. yes. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. It's great to be here, Sue. And happy, happy almost Thanksgiving to you and your yes. viewers. Yes, definitely. We are we are already <laughs> feels like it when it's a little chilly, cold here. <laughs> it feels good. Now to start off with, Greg, let me ask you the question I'm sure. Everyone wants to know. This is this is the one. I'll be honest with you. I probably get asked the most. Uh -huh. Is what is the difference between a stand-up com comedian and a business humor speaker? What's the difference here? Yeah, there's a lot of differences. A, a stand-up comedian is the kind of guy that you or girl that you would see like in a comedy club with a brick wall behind them. That's, that's a virtual background, by the way. I, I didn't know really what else to put on there. But um, a comedian is somebody you pretty much find in comedy clubs. Uh, a business humor speaker is someone who you find at corporate events, speaking not necessarily at 10 o'clock at night before an audience that has uh, maybe been overserved a little bit, but I'm speaking to groups that are uh, technically at work. Uh, when you speak at a business conference, you're speaking maybe nine o'clock in the morning, maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and you are trying to make an audience laugh 
in the middle of their workday. And that's, uh, that's a very different, that's a very different task, I think, than making a comedy club audience laugh. A comedy club audience came to that event because they knew they were going to see comedians. It's not necessarily the case with a business, uh, uh, with, with a business event. They, they know they're going to see a speaker, but they're not quite sure what that speaker is going to talk about. And in my case, um, I, I talk about them. I have a motivational message for them and I make them laugh throughout. Wow. I just can imagine being in that audience. I yeah. can. <laughs> now, when we talk about bringing value to a corporate event, mm -hmm. what have you found when speaking with uh, corporate event planners and those that hire uh, speakers, what do you find they want to know what, what you actually br can bring to their, to their uh, corporate event? Right. Well, most uh, corporate event planners that hear me, they say, you know, we, we need something maybe a little bit lighter at some point during the conference. Uh, obviously, business conferences are, are serious. You're going to have serious speakers talking about serious topics, whether that's uh, the industry itself, whether that's maybe the political landscape, maybe that's what the future holds, maybe, uh, you know, where inflation is taking us in a particular industry. And that's, that's great. But I think every corporate event, and I know this is a very biased statement, can benefit from a little levity at some point. And I think that's what corporate humor planner, or excuse me, uh, corporate event planners ask for me to do is just make them laugh, no matter what the current situation is within the company. I mean, I've spoken for companies that are doing very well. I've also spoken for companies uh, that are doing very poorly, uh, poorly financially, poorly in terms of uh, uh, keeping their employees faced with the difficult choice of having to lay employees off. And yet they still want me to go up there and say, it can't be all doom and gloom, Greg. Let's see what you can do. That's so true. And from the responses that I've seen from your audiences and the event planners, they realize... <laughs> They need to loosen up. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's, not a, that's not a negative way. That's not like, you know, hey, you people, loosen up. But I, I do believe that everybody just needs to just take a step back a little bit and, uh, um, and see that there is humor all around. And it's kind of my job to maybe lead them to places where they maybe didn't think a, a topic or what they do can be funny. And um, that's a challenge I uh, I relish. I can I can just see that. I mean, really, that's they they get so surprised, mm -hmm. you know, that 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 can happen because they don't know how to do that. Right. <laughs> exactly. You've got a market there. You've got a, a brand market there. Now, there are companies, and I've experienced this, where they say, "We're not a funny organization." <laughs> Or this is just not a good time for us to be laughing. What do you say to them? Well, I, I will say I, I take a little bit of offense when, when a company says it's not a good time for us to be laughing, because I think that's somewhat of a ludicrous statement, because when is it not a good time to be laughing, Sue? It's always a good time to be laughing. Um, I always use the example that I've been to some hilarious funerals in my life, and you probably have too. And everybody probably watching this podcast 
has done the same thing. So to me, it's always if, if you say, OK, you can only laugh on Tuesdays and Thursdays at our organization. Who's going to want to work there? Um, the part about um, the, the part about we're not a funny company. Uh, of course, you're not. No company's funny. No, no, I don't care if you make whoopee cushions or you make clown noses or you make funny bicycle seats or whatever. Uh, people still go to work every single day and they punch the clock. And when they punch in, they do um, the best job that they know how to do for eight hours or nine hours or now that we're working virtually 24 hours. And um, but they but is that a funny time when they're doing that? No, probably not. So I don't believe any company is funny. Um, so that's kind of what I gently remind them of. Exactly. Exactly. Because we do have work to do, but right. I think giving uh, tips to that you can, it's not a bad deal to have fun at doing the work mm-hmm. you know? and laughing is part of that. You yeah. know? Cause that's yeah. the, that's the deal. So I think that's the, the, the key here is that, yeah, you need mm-hmm. to bring that to us and, and you do. That's, that's the, that's yeah. the I, I think, you know, also on that note, I think when, when the pandemic happened and everybody started working virtually, there was that um, attempt, I think, to make the virtual work environment fun. Uh, you saw companies having, you know, like Friday virtual happy hours and cooking demonstrations and, you know, share your favorite memes and that kind of thing. So I think the the um, the mindset is there to make work fun. Um, and a lot of a lot of newer employees, maybe younger employees, that's kind of what they're looking for. They're looking for a fun work environment. Now that we've kind of gone back a little bit or that we're starting to go back to um, in person, I think some of that might be disappearing again. And that's uh, something that I've really, really tried to hammer home to companies, particularly this year, is that just because you're back to the office doesn't mean that you still can't have a little bit of fun. Exactly. Exactly. I know even in our staff, we worked at doing some fun things. So then, mm-hmm. yeah, right. you know, it would, it would still be the same, uh, what we created, <laughs> you yeah. know, we don't want to lose that. Well, that's the deal. Now, how has your job, the approach to your job post COVID, how's that kind of changed? You said a little bit about it that yeah. you know, they're, they're, you're having to, kind of reinvent a little bit of that, but what are you seeing out there? Yeah, I have had to reinvent a little bit and, and it's not the first time I've had to reinvent. Usually when there's a big um, kind of a, a world changing event that happens, it does force you to reassess the message that you're giving to audiences. Obviously I, I had to do that. I, I've been doing this a long time. I, I was doing this, post 9-11 when everybody was doom and gloom. And it, and it was, as you said in that last question, kind of like, this is why is this a good time to be laughing after what we just saw happen? And I had to tell people that, you know, you, in, in good times, people want to laugh and in bad times, people need to laugh. Now, as far as COVID goes, COVID definitely changed the, the work environment. Um, again, you have people who started to work from home and don't want to change that. You have people who want to go back to the office. You have some people that want to do both. So you have to please a variety of factions. 
And you also, I think because of COVID, we started seeing a rise in wellness, corporate wellness, positive mental health, those kinds of top, those kinds of phrases became very prevalent in the work environment and still are. Uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, making sure that everybody is happy and healthy and feels in the right mindset when they are at work. Now, as a funny guy to come into that, um, that's put on a lot more challenges for me because now I have to make sure that my material, even though I really don't think I've ever had an issue with my material being uh, labeled inappropriate or offensive, I, I couldn't do corporate events if that was the case. But I think HR departments and uh, corporate event planners in general are a little bit more cautious uh, when they introduce humor. And I maybe have to sell it a little bit harder, which is okay, which is okay. Um, I, I like the chance to be able to sell it because I think eventually um, I can show people that the positive benefits of humor in the workplace far outweigh any potential negative ramifications. And I think that's so true. When you talk about the wellness yeah. that people are putting a lot of emphasis and you can see it all over social media, right. you can see it everywhere that we, we need to pay attention to that more. And I think that's the the key that can link that in is that hey yeah this is this is something that not only would be beneficial short term it's beneficial long term mm -hmm. some things start from that yes. I mean yes. they can they can develop things by seeing that and yeah. I see a demand for that I really do and that's yeah. you know that has increased everyone and and I think even the general speakers or whatever they're calling they're wanting them to be a little you know a little more entertaining shall we yeah, say or i think whatever. so i think so I, I i i i totally believe that and i think that when you hear a corporate audience laughing sometimes even the audience itself looks around and 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 thinks, wow, this has never really happened at one of our events. <laughs> we've, you know, we've, we've, we're, we've sat in these same ballrooms, uh, classroom style or at rounds and we've heard speakers, but have we ever um, laughed really hard during one of those speakers? No, we haven't. And uh, uh, that's why I really enjoy what I do. I can tell that. And um, your audiences tell that about you too. They really enjoy having you come and again, sometimes a surprise, you sure. know, they just yeah. didn't, didn't know, didn't know. So that's what I love about this show that we can show people that, yeah, this mm -hmm. is the real deal. Yes, right. they right. are. It is acceptable now that you can um, laugh and, and enjoy what you do with each other. And mm -hmm. That goes into your latest keynote. I love this because we were talking about wellness and, and this kind of goes right to the to the heart of it because you've developed a presentation which everyone's talking about because I see a lot of it. And it says if laughter is healthy, because we've heard that it is. Right. Why aren't all of us OK? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's mm -hmm. the deal? OK. How yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to do something because, again, I I. 
the title kind of sums everything up. I mean, we all like to laugh and yet we're all kind of walking around on eggshells a little bit at work. And the whole idea is that you, you shouldn't be doing that. I, I think that a lot of times I, my pre this presentation does not go into, hey, studies have shown that laughter increases the firing of endorphins and this kind of thing. And you know, we, we've heard all that a million times. So I don't go into that. Everybody knows about the studies that show what laughter does for your mental health. But what I am trying to do is convince companies that they're, for lack of a better word, kind of doing a disservice when they say, oh, the, you know, maybe we shouldn't discuss this topic or maybe we shouldn't do this or maybe we shouldn't have a, a funny meme Monday or something like that. Um, I get the whole concept of we don't want to offend anybody. And that's a very slippery slope to have to navigate that. But what I do in the presentation is kind of walk audiences through and give examples. I give a lot of examples of how companies have used humor to basically come back from the depths of extinction. Um, and you could do that over the years. They've taken a chance and they've, they've launched humorous ad campaigns, um, things like that. Uh, they've used humor to correct mistakes in the, when they've made big screw ups and their PR people get out in front and say, let's, as opposed to, we're going to say we're sorry, but we're going to do it in a funny way. Uh, Taco Bell is an, a great example of a, a of an organization that just did that. Uh, they're using Pete Davidson and and uh, making fun of their breakfast offerings, and they didn't go that well. Um, but and they're not will they're they're willing to try something new. And then I also give some examples of what people can do in the workplace to try and um, bring some humor and also get people to talk about it. Get people from different generations, different demographics, different sexualities, different religions, different races, all that live within a particular company, get them talking about what they think is funny and get them to learn from one another, as opposed to somebody saying, I don't think that's funny. I'm offended. I'm going to go to HR. I can't work with him or her, et cetera, et cetera. And we're seeing a lot of that. And every employee in a company is valuable. And what I try to convey to an audience is that as opposed to saying he or she needs to be fired so I feel more comfortable is that maybe you talk it out a little bit with one another and you learn from one another and then you don't have those issues um, in the workplace when it comes to uh, incorporating humor. This is so true because mm -hmm. that uh, one of your strengths is communication. Absolutely. That is, Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's teaching and helping others learn those skills. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Communication skills, I think, really deteriorated during COVID because we all were by ourselves. You, you see that in, the, in everybody's personal life when everybody was just glued to their phone because that was the only method of either communication or entertainment they had. Now we're back to one-on-one -on -one communication and, and having to learn how to... Um, interact with one another and get along with one another. And that's, uh, that's still, I think, a work in progress, Sue, uh, even though we're, again, we're, we're, we're out, say what you will, but we're somewhat out of the pandemic situation, but we're having to learn how to get along with one another again. And I think humor plays a big role in that. I agree. I totally agree. And what I like about you, Greg, is that you bring a fresh 
new look at things, but you also do it in a manner that's not going to offend. Right. You know, it's not right. going to start a controversy yeah. in your audience. No, I, but I'm not saying everybody's going to agree with me. I, I always say like I'm a weatherman, a TV weatherman. I, I can give you some, I, I, I can tell you it's not going to rain, but don't hold me to it. That's not set in stone. I can give you some ideas. And I really like audiences feedback when I do this presentation. And I like when they tell me what they've tried and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And Greg, maybe that suggestion that you gave, I don't see that working at our organization. And here's why. Um, this presentation is a teaching moment for me as well as my uh, audience. And that's, we, we all can learn from one another and we yeah. all do all the time, which is uh, exciting about being able to be back in person with people. Mm -hmm. But now you also do virtual. I do. Because we've always said, you know, yes, we're back in person. We're doing a lot of good things, but hybrids are out there. Do you encounter a lot of hybrids? I say right now, I mean, obviously the beginning of the year when Omicron was still raging, I was still doing a lot of virtual. I have not, I've probably done, of all the speaking dates that I've done this year, um, I've probably only done three or four hybrids. I do think people are enjoying being back when it maybe not enjoying being back in the office on a regular basis, but I definitely think they're enjoying being back at live events and being able to connect with one another and commiserate with one another and share ideas and just kind of get to know one another again, which was something we couldn't do for over two years. And um, obviously as a, as somebody who, feeds off audience interaction in the form of hopefully laughs. Uh, I, I relish every chance that I can. I, I have really have kind of a new lease on, on what I do. I realized during COVID how much I missed it there. I know some speakers who are like, boy, I, I, this virtual thing can go on forever for me. I love not traveling. I love being home. I can do exactly the same presentation that I do virtually. I ain't one of them speakers. Uh, I like being in front of people. Well, and I think that's, that's, you know, a preference, but mm -hmm. I've seen. But that doesn't mean I can't do virtual. Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean I've I can't seen do both. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it depends on the, uh, the high energy. That's what you bring is that high energy so that people can see that. Right. And, uh, and engage. Sure. That, that's the key part mm -hmm. of doing what we do. Yeah. Uh, is is that they engage with you. Right. You know? I've had some presentations where they say they've asked if I could go 100% virtual. And I said, you know, is there a chance maybe you could have maybe 30 people or 20 people? Let me come to your office. And who's ever working there that day, um, if they could come in. I just did one for Northern Trust Bank. And they had probably, I think, 40 people on site and 600 watching virtually. And um, to me, that's the best of everything. Yeah. And look, talk about innovative. Yeah. <laughs> People absolutely. that are planning events and try, working to figure out what their uh, particular office and particular organization and all needs, they're getting creative, very mm -hmm. creative. And because yeah. they see that's, that's kind of part of this whole process we've been through. We've had to do a lot of innovation in ourselves and 
and how we live and a, a lot of things change. So then I, I like that because mm -hmm. I, I think then we can tap into what can we offer? Right. You know, how, what can we do for you? I think mm -hmm. that's a great idea, you know, right. that you can actually go out, but you're not going to see that, but you're going to have lots still there. And mm -hmm. that, that's the cool thing. I love that. I love that. And I want to make sure. Also, I love it where event planners have found that they love to make sure that you can see those people. Yes. You know, when yes. we first started virtual, you'd go in and it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I can if, talk to myself. Right. If you say there's 100 people on this call, who am I to dispute that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm not seeing it. I'm only seeing me. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, oh, where are they all at? Right. So I think they've learned that yes. they need to at least put everybody out there. Right. And, right. you know, and, and know that you can handle an audience if they mess up and don't do things. You know, you can handle that just exactly. like you can handle it in person. You know, they right. had to feel comfortable with that. You know, right. it, it, it got to that point, which was kind of fun which was kind of fun. Well, let me just tell you, do you know, time flies when you're having fun? Yes, it does. Uh, it just does. I mean, you know, we've had some laughs today because life is about laughter. Mm -hmm. It is. It helps us. And, you know, I, I can't live without smiling and laughing. I don't know what I do. <laughs> and I don't know what I do without people like you that can help us learn how to do it appropriately and mm -hmm. have good time at it and make it to our advantage. That is a, uh, not uh, a bad thing that it's a, it's it's a good thing right. it's a good thing and let me ask you i'm closing mm -hmm. one question that we always want to know today greg what are you going to do today to be remarkable that is a very interesting question and you're going to hear a very interesting answer from me i am actually working on a new book and the new book that I'm working on and the new uh, is kind is about the gig economy. And I am become very intrigued with the way people work now, whether it's working remotely, uh, whether it's kind of doing things by themselves or setting their own hours for things. And I thought, as long as you can do that, why don't I take a series of jobs that I basically just was qualified to do because I have an internet connection. <laughs> All right. Some of them will be virtual. Some of them will be on site. Uh, and today I am starting a job that I'm just doing for maybe four weekends at Amazon. So wow. I'm, I am going to spend my next few weekends learning about that organization, which I've always been fascinated by anyway. And I am going to work in their warehouse and um, work, if my back can handle it, <laughs> work kind of be the first, their, their first line of, uh, the, the, the first line of defense, or maybe that's not the word, but um, I think there's a, a I, I think there's a book in there. I haven't, I've written two books. I've always been looking for a new topic. And I think the changing nature of work uh, is very intriguing, helps me out a lot in when I'm with an audience live. Um, 
listening to how they work and how they prefer to work. And um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I looked at my calendar in December and I thought I've got some dates, but I've got some time too. Cause December is, you know, Sue's kind of a, usually kind of a slow month uh, for corporate events because people are thinking about the holidays. And I've been thinking about this for a while and I thought, Now's a perfect time to do it. So yes, that's what I'm doing. Starting in about four hours, I'm going to be uh, day one as an Amazon employee. Wow. And you heard it here first. Yes, you did. A new book's probably coming. <laughs> a new material. So I mean, I, we just can't wait. Isn't right. It? That's so creative to go and do it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and, and learn about learn about how people work and learn about... Because I, I couldn't do this job, Sue, unless I um, was constantly observing and constantly learning about what makes this country run uh, from a uh, from a, well, a, a corporate standpoint. Wow. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Today. Oh, that was exciting news. Now, again, I thank you for being here, Greg. And we challenge our audience today, always. What are you going to do today to be remarkable? We'd love for you to put it in the chat. We'd love for you to uh, let us know, comment, because this would be going back out as a rebroadcast shortly. And next week, it'll be going out as a podcast. So, see, we do it all here at <laughs> We wanted to cover every audience that we could possibly get to show personally what our talent how great they really are as a person. So, thank you for doing that. And uh, again, we hope you will join us next week because the information on the screen is how to have Greg at your next event. We want to make sure that you know how to do that because you don't want to miss out. I can't wait to hear those stories from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon doesn't know I'm writing a book yet. Uh <laughs> okay, well, we just want to know. All right. All right. Everybody got into the chat. Okay. We're going to release it here. And then we hope that you'll join us here next week. Same time. Yes. On the Friday after Thanksgiving. Black Friday, you're doing a podcast. Wow. I know, that's it. A live show and then it rebroadcast and then it's a podcast. Oh, yeah, we are mm -hmm. because people are still out wanting to know. So it's like, okay, we're, we're not stopping here because we've got audiences and people are listening. So that and visiting with us. So that's that's exciting. And we're going to have the remarkable Darren Martin. Now, he is an international motivational keynote speaker. He's known as the culture architect. Uh, he is a best-selling author by a Wall Street Journal and a U.S. Today best-selling author. So he, he comes to us from New Orleans, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time, so I hope you'll join us. And remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel because that is where all of our shows are right there. You can see everyone. Uh, in the past so that you won't make sure you'll make sure that you don't uh, forget anything and like I said Greg has given us a lot of information you might want to you know just have a laugh every once in a while you can stop by there and do that and I want to thank our uh, broadcast director Lisa who's with us today I couldn't do this if I didn't have a broadcast director and my assistant Rosie I, I just couldn't do it. So that's what we do. And we're just so grateful and thankful for them this, this holiday Thanksgiving coming up. So we just 
look forward to seeing you next Friday after Thanksgiving and have a remarkable Thanksgiving.